Mix in the Dark. Hey, what's up? It's Mai Yang from Mix in the Dark. By now, most students have already had their spring break and are probably returning to school. I cannot believe that the school year is nearly over. What a chaotic school year for me. I hope everyone is doing all right as we try to climb out of this pandemic. Our Social Hour with Podcasters event is next week, Friday, April 22nd. April 22nd is also Earth Day, so I have great hopes that it's going to be a super bomb event. Honestly, I'm a little nervous because when I started this podcast, I never intended for it to have any success. I was really just someone who really liked scary stories, so meeting people actually scares me a little. I plan to stay the whole night though, so like I said, feel free to come and talk to me. I will probably remember you if you comment a lot on my stuff. You just gotta mention your YouTube name. I have a quick reminder to please continue to send me stories. I am low on stories, which is part of the reason why I have been slow. For people who have sent me their stories, I have read them, but I just cannot reply to every single one, and I'm trying to be better at this, I promise. Um, if your story is really short, I often choose not to record it because it is not suitable for a full story coverage or short story series. I often go for stories that have some sort of storyline for my storytelling purposes. So I hope you understand that and you don't take it personally. Like I said, it's just how I tell stories as a uh, storyteller. If you are someone who did send in a short story and you have not seen it or heard it so far in my podcast, feel free to take some time and give me some more background on your story. This will help me out a lot as a storyteller. In this episode, you will hear three haunted house stories. If you had to live in one of these three, which one would you choose? With that said, don't forget to tip me on Venmo if you enjoyed a story from me. Just search Mix in the Dark on the business tab. Thank you so much. Enjoy the stories. Story 1 This happened about 8 years ago. I was still dating my girlfriend, who is now my ex. The day was Black Friday right after Thanksgiving. I was at her house with her family, and we decided to go do some shopping and stayed out until 3 a.m. We came back home and everyone was asleep already. We both were tired, so I slept out in the living room as she slept in her room. They lived in a bi-level home where, if you were to enter the house, there would be stairs going up or down. There is a metal railing dividing the two staircases, supporting you as you go up or down. They also had metal railing blocking the living room from the stairs and they had a couch up against the railing blocking the stairs. This is where I slept. I told her I was tired and that we should go to sleep. I told her goodnight and she walked off to bed. I turned off the lights. I laid on the couch facing the cushion with my back facing the front. In the front of the couch was the coffee table with a few things on it, including a brand new tissue box that I just opened so that I could blow my nose. As I started to fall asleep, I heard someone come up the stairs. I ignored it and thought it was probably one of her brothers coming up to grab water or food. As I heard the footsteps coming closer and closer, they stopped at the top of the stairs. I thought that was odd, but still... I also thought nothing of it. Listening again, I heard the footsteps stop at the top of the staircase for about five minutes. 
I could sense someone or something there. I closed my eyes and put my blanket over my head. It was silent for about another five minutes. All of a sudden, I heard footsteps come toward me. From under the covers, I felt a presence of something standing and looking at me. If it was one of the brothers, they would have said something. That's when I knew that this was not a person. I wanted to see what the heck it was, so I turned around super fast. To my surprise, when I turned around, I saw no one. All of a sudden, I saw a shadow run out quickly while pulling a piece of tissue paper. Yes, a piece of tissue paper. I saw the tissue paper float in thin air. That was when I started to freak out in my head. There was no open window or fan on because this was in November. November in Wisconsin could be pretty darn cold. Plus, we all know that it's pretty hard to pull tissue paper out from a brand new box. In my head, I told myself, did I really just see that? I'm not one who is afraid of things because I've always been into the supernatural stuff. I grabbed my phone and called my girlfriend. I told her to wake up and to turn the lights on. I told her to guess what happened to me and explained that she was not going to believe me. She noticed there was a piece of tissue paper on the ground. As I went and picked it up, her microwave started beeping. We walked up to it and the weirdest part was that the numbers on the microwave read 666. I looked at her and said, let's go shopping again. Story 2 Before starting this story, I have to first put it out there that this house is extremely haunted. Even when we first moved in, being alone, I would always feel like something or someone was watching me. Even the first time unloading boxes in the house, I already felt a weird presence. Almost a negative presence, you can say. Because I was still a kid, I did not try to let it get to me as much, and I usually shrugged it off. It also could have been that I've never really experienced anything paranormal at this old home. Within the years of living there, there have been so many times that I've seen a shadowy figure or even white figures in the corner of my eyes. I just couldn't explain. Seeing any of these spirits became normal. This story starts off late in the afternoon. My family had left for one of my cousin's graduation. It was just my dad, my little brother, and I left at home. I was only 12 at the time and my little brother 4. My dad had just finished giving my little brother a bath. He took my little brother to the bedroom to put clothes on him. After that, he went to shower himself. My little brother was in the bedroom alone while I was in the living room watching TV shows. Just then, I heard my little brother scream. He screamed, STOP! at the top of his lungs. It was so loud that it echoed throughout the house. It gave me chills. I quickly ran to the room to check up on him and to see what was wrong. When I got there, I tried to figure him out. He looked at me as if he had not just screamed. A little confused, I shrugged it off, assuming that it was nothing and that he was just playing around. 
Later that night, I was in my bedroom playing video games on the PlayStation 2. As I was playing my games, I could feel eyes peering behind me. The pressure of those eyes felt so evil, and the aura behind it was so malicious as if it was going to do harm if I did not leave the room. I turned back to see if there was anyone, and of course, when I looked, there wasn't anyone. I continued playing my game. The moment I turned my head around to continue my game, I heard the sound of two hands clapping outside of my windows. I turned around again to see if I was imagining things or if I actually heard it. Feeling a little paranoid, I quickly turned off the PlayStation and went to my dad's room. My dad's room and my room were adjacent to each other. For some reason, I just had this feeling that I had to look into my dark, empty room before going to my dad's. When I looked into the darkness of my room, a black mass started forming. I kept looking. Within a few seconds, it began to take the shape of an old lady. I looked at it and it stared right back at me, giving me the most evil smile that I have ever seen. As I kept looking at her, her face started to bleed. Blood ran from the top of her forehead straight down to her chin. She kept grinning at me. I was trying so hard to break eye contact, but because I was so scared, I felt like any movement would draw her to me. Suddenly, I couldn't move my eyes even if I had the choice. I couldn't do anything. It felt forever before I was finally able to break eye contact with her and look away. Scared and confused, I braved myself to look back to try and figure out if I really saw something or if I was just imagining things. And of course, it had already disappeared by then. Later that night, I went to sleep and had a dream. My two sisters and I were in the house walking around the living room. My sisters and I were making our way outside. As we were outside, we looked up at the dark night sky, admiring how beautiful it was. But as soon as we looked up at the sky, at the corner of my eyes, she was there, hiding in a rose bush by the corner of the house. Her hair was long and covering her face. It was fuzzy as if she hadn't combed it in years. She ran straight to us and started hitting us with a bamboo stick. I woke up in that instant. Drenched in sweat, I stayed up the rest of the night just trying to forget that evil grin. We are now moved out of that house, but not a single day goes by that when I tell this story to my friends, the hair on my arms and the back of my neck doesn't stand up. Story 3 It was the summer of 2011 when my family moved to Missouri. I remember the house was big and spacious, however the inside just never seemed to get enough sunlight. At nighttime, it was always dark and eerie. There was a big window in the master bedroom that faced toward our chicken houses that seemed to always give me an uneasy feeling. Sometimes when I looked straight at the windows, it felt like someone was peering at me even though the bedroom was vacant. Even before my parents closed the house, all my relatives talked about how scary the house looked. My parents, however, did not budge. 
they decided that this was a reasonably priced house, and they bought it. After purchasing the home, my parents invited a shaman to perform a cleansing ritual to cleanse away any negative energy that may have resided inside the house from previous owners. After that, we moved in and settled. Even though a cleansing ritual was done for the house, it did not stop strange things from happening. From my memories, the cleansing only lessened it. There were several incidents that my family members had experienced. This was a one-story house, and all the original bedrooms were in one area along a long hallway that led to the other end of the house. My older brother and his wife took the master bedroom with the bathroom, which was located at the end of the hallway. The rooms that felt the most eerie were this master bedroom and my little brother's designated bedroom, which was connected to the kitchen at the opposite end of the house. My little sister used to say that whenever she was in the master bedroom, she would get chills. She felt like someone was staring at her. My parents slept in the next room over. My dad never told us until we moved out, but he always saw someone walking from inside of their room to the master bedroom at night. Sometimes, when only us kids were home, we would hear drawers slowly open by itself. However, we would joke around and try to ignore it, hoping that it would go away. My own experience happened when I was home alone with my nephew. He was about one year old at the time. I know that most kids talk around this age, but for some reason, my brother did not. He usually communicated by pointing and screaming gibberish. Whenever I was home with him, he would always try to lead me to the bedroom. When I do follow him into the room, I never understood what he wanted. Many times he'll either play by himself or point to a corner. I am the type of person that is always living inside my own head, so I never really took his gestures seriously, especially since I never understood him and I have my own things to worry about. One day, when we were home alone, I took him to the master bedroom to change his diapers. Before we went into the room, he was crying super hard because he just woke up. I tried to calm him down and told him that we needed to change his diapers. So I picked him up and carried him to the room. After we entered the room, I placed him on his back on the top of the bed. As I was changing his diapers, he kept crying and moving. About two minutes later, he suddenly turned his head toward the closet and stopped crying. Then, he started laughing as if someone was playing with him or making funny faces. I looked toward the closet and started to have goosebumps. I quickly finished picked him up and I headed out of the room. The rest of the day we stayed in the living room until his parents came home. I told my sister-in-law what happened and she admitted that sometimes she would hear voices and whispers when she was in that room alone. We also had a cousin that used to live in that house with us. Most of the time he is gone. He leaves really early for work and only comes home super late at night. My little brother and he shared the same room. It was the second scariest room in the house. It was connected to the kitchen at the opposite end of the house. My little brother said that whenever our cousin comes home, he'll see a shadow follow our cousin into the room and stand by his bed the whole night. 
this cousin got sat on a lot, and eventually he also got very sick. We had to do a shaman ritual for him. After the ritual, he got better and it never happened again. There have been several incidents where other relatives would come sleep over and see strange things around the house. Two of my girl cousins were always scared of the master bedroom. One of my relatives said that they saw a man in home clothes standing at the end of their bed. Some of my other cousins claimed that they saw several shadow figures inside my room, which I shared with my sisters. One time, my sister-in-law saw my cousin sleepwalk into their room and stood in front of their bedroom in the dark. She stood there and mumbled something before heading out to the room and back into the living room. After living there for about four and a half years, we finally moved out. While we were living there, there were always rumors that people previously committed suicide inside the house. This was never really confirmed until just recently when my mother admitted that someone hung themselves inside the master bedroom. My parents never told us kids about it because they did not want to scare us. We never really experienced anything too major, so I guess either the spirits weren't so bad, the shaman cleansing ritual was effective, or maybe our ancestors were protecting us. These are just my guesses. I am a relatively spiritual person, so I feel that there are always good and bad spirits. I've heard a theory that spirits are often in pain if they show up distorted or horrifying, whether that is the pain of not being able to move on or having to experience something tragic and terrifying right before death. Maybe blessing them so that we can have the courage to move on might be an option. Similar to humans, however, some spirits just have so much pain that moving on does not seem plausible. Whatever the case, I do hope that more love and blessings is brought to the house so that the energy continues to be cleansed. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I am your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast series. If you have a story that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com. If there's a story that you really enjoyed, feel free to hit up my tip jar on Venmo. Just search Mix in the Dark on the business tab.